you know, I guess we all have to go through our pains and struggles and uh, their own, our own desert. Mm -hmm. But over ultimately, there are solutions. There is a future, right? Like me and you, me and you are sitting here. We're laughing. We're talking. Um, but there was a time where me and you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, and, that, and the fact that we're here, our story could have been different. You know, if I had done what I wanted to do for that moment, if you had ever like gone darker, we wouldn't be sitting here. It would be a different story, right? All right, so welcome back to the Out of Chaos podcast, a discussion-based podcast where we try to make sense of the chaotic world we live in. Joining me today for our 10th episode is Rich. Um, he's an amazing musician, guitarist. Uh, he's outspoken. And what was the word that you said? Provocative. Provocative. I'm a, I'm a provocateur. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, Internet. <laughs> Tell me about your, your, um, your musician skills, man. Like I've seen you play guitar. I've seen you do the riff and everything. That's amazing. I've always wanted to play. Well, it's it's something that I started really young, right? Like I begged my parents. It was just like, you know, I was a weird kid. I I want I like, you know, I lived in the suburbs. I was like I, I as a young you probably don't know this about me, as a young kid, you know, we lived in the suburbs in Maple, you know, didn't kind of in like a secluded Riverside. Yeah. Thing. So it's like I was kind of by myself or like with my family a lot, my sister. So I remember like watching music videos and like or whatever. I saw a guitar in um in um in a movie or some sort of media. I'm like, that's what I want to do, right? Like I want to be a guitar player. I just something about it, something about having a guitar looked really cool to me. You know, when I was eight, I finally got one. And I just it's that it's like that and I'm a I'm a guy like I I change my mind a lot. I it's hard for things to keep my attention, which is probably like already like ADD induced. <laughs> so, but like, it's that one thing that always, it was that always that thing that was in my life and I kind of stuck to it and just, and I'm, and I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm not that I'm a quitter, but I kind of get, I get disenchanted with things. Right. But it's one of those things that. How has it been though? Like, cause you say you, you're in a band, right? Yeah. I'm a, a little, now I don't really, I don't do music like professionally anymore. Yeah. I, I used to do it like I would like skip work. I, I used to work, I, I used to work for my dad and I'd kind of like play hooky and go on tour <laughs> or like go play with my band. <laughs> and uh, now, now I just do it for fun. Now, now it's like, yeah. now I have a real job. Like it's not really my. <laughs> but how was it like, uh, cause I, I play piano and I I've, I've been playing since I was seven. I um, yeah, and so I completely understand when you're saying about like how that kind of when you stick to something and you see it develop, especially as a young kid, it's so intriguing and it's so like addicting, right? Yeah. Especially when you become good at it, it's like I still think when I play, I'm like, where did it all come from? I always thought I was yeah. this kid that was like shy and stuff. You're like no. you're like, how did I get good at something? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> not that you're in your in your brain, you're like. I'm kind of an idiot. Like, how <laughs> but with me, it was like, like you know, I, I started playing at eight. I didn't take it seriously till I was a teenager. Yeah. You know, it, like being in high school, it's like, oh yeah, like chicks dig that I play guitar and dig that I'm in a band. You know, you get better, you get better, you practice. Then it's like you start playing with like older kids or like yeah. other people in bands. You're like, yeah, I got to fucking step it up, right? <laughs> and then, but now, now sometimes I like, I'll, I'll like kind of listen to myself play. And um, n now it's like, 
now that I'm older and I'm kind of more focused, it's like, okay, yeah, now it took me 20 years, but now I'm like, I'm good at this. And yeah. no one, no one can tell me, no, no one can tell me I'm not good at it. Right. Yeah. And it's that, and it's, it's, it's at, at the end of the day, whether I'm good at it or not, it's cathartic. It helps me, it helps me deal with my issues. Yeah. When we met, like I, I saw the, the whole environment, like the, I think we are musicians. You don't have to be in a band or like a, a, a top artist, recognized artist to be a musician. Right. So as a, a fellow musician, like I, I, it interests me to, to realize that like it's what we were talking about right when you're going through hard times it's something that you didn't even know you needed mm -hmm. right especially with, like for me piano it's similar to guitar in terms of like melody you gotta use your fingers yeah and, uh, and, it, and it makes you it makes you more um what's the word when you're good with your hands it makes you kind of my hand-eye coordination got mm -hmm. better and like it helped me focus because i was like like my parents and my family can attest to this i was a I was a spinning top. I you like I couldn't stop. I, I was like, ADD, ADHD. I probably still have it. Like ADHD, couldn't keep like, I'd be like doing my homework, but then I'd go like play basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's like like, but, but then you you get older, you kind of, you have to learn how to focus. Like back to the music business, it is sort of a hollow thing. It's like, it's like you, you ever you ever uh, had someone like try to offer a pyramid scheme to you yeah all the time like i've had dudes who were like in uh it was this weird sketchy guy that like messaged me on facebook and and i ended up doing some research on him and he's like yeah man me and my friends are like an indie record label like we, we want to sign you and i'm like yeah dude i don't even have an album out like what are you talking about he's like yeah we're gonna sign you and like you're gonna go on tour and, and i talked to my friend scott and he's like yeah man this happened a few years ago He's like, don't sign anything. He's like, this guy's like full of shit. He's just trying to, you know, he's trying to pull a fast one on you. And that's and that's what it is. That's what the music business is. It's people trying to pull a fast Wait, one. Wait, what was he trying to do? Like, how would he get money from you? He wanted me to. He, he was like his. He was like a self promoter. He he like he was basically he was selling dog shit is what he was doing. <laughs> he had nothing. Him and his him and his partner were like were like acoustic musicians. They were like, yeah, we're our own production company. We do everything. And then, like, he wanted me to meet up with him in, like, Oshawa. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, okay, Osh you Enough said. Oshawa? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Oshawa. <laughs> I worked in Oshawa for a long, like, five years with my dad. And I saw some shit. But, um, yeah, it's, the music business is kind of, it, it's a scary thing. Because I've seen people that it's, it's made them a fortune. Because I have friends who are like successful musicians, but I also have my friends who are like, yeah, man, it's bullshit. Like, like my song gets played on the radio once in a while and I make dog shit royalties. Actually, you know, but my buddy is going to be watching anyways. He's, he's in a local band. Yeah. And the other day I was coming back from a Tinder date and his, one, his, his band covers a, a Beastie Boys song. So I'm listening to like 97.7 at like 1.30 in the morning after my Tinder date. And I'm like, hey, man, you're on 97.7. He's like, for real? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, man. He's like, they haven't played us in a while. And I asked him like, you know, like it's a cover. I'm like, do you make royalties on that song? And he's like, no, really? And I'm like, yeah. So wait, so they just play a song and then they don't. Well, yeah, but like, you don't you, pay him at all. From what I know about record, like, I don't, I don't know. I never had a record deal. I had like, yeah. like a, like I'd go on tour with bigger bands. 
my, uh, it's more like, um, like Bato was saying, it's a, it's a pyramid scheme. Like, yeah, they'll give you money. They'll sign you and say, hey, yeah, you're going to get a four album deal, whatever. Here's a million dollars. But this is to like support your first tour and album. But you're going to have to pay that back. It's like it's like the bank giving you a mortgage. It's oh, like, what? It's like so a lot of band, a lot of big bands like Guns N' Roses, for example, I read this about them. They didn't start really making money till their third. Their your third album is what pays off all the debt from your like. Oh my! Yeah. Not even their first or second. Like like Slash from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Like, he, uh, I read his book, and he's like, he 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 had to pay like twenty five million dollars, and because he never did his taxes. And he was before he was slashed from Guns N' Roses. Before he got his big break, he was a clockmaker, and he's he was making like dog money, and uh, yeah, he, he didn't. They were getting paid cash or whatever, or like uncertified checks. He had to pay millions of dollars back. So that's like that's like the the dirty part of the business is like you don't know what's happening. And also, again, my friend told me that he went to Portugal went to go do like a, a like a show there was promised that he'd get paid and then wasn't paid by the promoter the promoter like left after the show explain to me like how's the feeling of like adrenaline like like uh when you're up there on the stage how do you feel what's the like what is what's going through your head the, the first when you're walking on and you're um you're f- like plug whatever i plug in my guitar you're like kind of doing a little you're doing a little uh Tuning? A little test before, like, you're, whatever. A lot of bands will, every band has, like, their own intro, right? Like, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of punk bands just, like, jump right into it. And we were, like, a DIY band. We made our own merch. We we recorded ourselves. Yeah. And uh, for us, it was, like, we, we were crazy. We wanted to, like, jump around and put on a great show. So, like, that first minute you're on stage, you're, it's, like, my heart's going to beat out of my chest. Like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. But then... And then the first song, you feel kind of bumpy because you're like, oh my God, am I going to... You, you kind of get in your head, but... I, and I can't speak for every musician, for every guy, but when I'm up there, it's, you know, it takes a few minutes and then it's like, yeah. like You're good. I'm good. Like, like I was I was made to do this. Oh, man. I the My biggest, like, I, I don't want to say performance because I don't think... It's like a church. Like, I, I played in front of a church. But, like, I, I imagine, like, with a crowd, like, obviously with the church, like, they don't cheer for you, right? But yeah. I imagine, like, in, in a band, like, there's people cheering for you, and, like, it must be, uh, I guess, exhilarating, right? It's it, it's kind of scary, actually, because I remember playing a show at Sneaky D's. Or, no, not Sneaky D's. It was um, the El Macumbo. And, like, all my, like, friends were, like, chanting my band's name. And it was kind of, like, we were in the backstage area that was that's, like, the size of this room. And I remember it like shake. I'm like, oh my god, people are screaming. For oh, this was like after you were done, or no, this or? is this is when we, we were f- about. It was oh, our first. Oh, it was yeah. like our first show ever. All our friends were like, yeah, you guys should get together. And so we had we kind of had a band in high school, but they're like, yeah, you guys should do it full time. And we did it, and you know people loved it, and that was the the, the best part of it was like, it was our own little thing. Like we yeah. like we wouldn't go to a nightclub on the weekend. Like we would, but we. would when we were when we were busy with the band, it's like yeah, we're gonna go to our own little party, and um, <laughs> it's our own little party. But I remember like I remember also like my band had already done a couple of shows, and we're playing like the Rock Pile in Mississauga, and it's a big it's you know it's it's a medium sized venue, and when you got like five hundred people in a room screaming at you, 
it kind of hits you. It, yeah. Like, it, it, you literally feel like wind. Like it's, and it's the shrieking also, it, it does, it does to me, it does like this. It kind of shakes up my chest a little bit. You mm, know, when you, yeah. almost like when you feel anxious, you're like, oh man, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just hit me. Yeah. Oh but, man, that, for, that must be like an amazing feeling. For, for it's it, like, I have, like, I've had, um, People tell me like I could never do that. I could never like I have a, I have oh like a friend of mine. He's like I could never get stage in, fright. Get in right. front of people and talk and and sweat and I'm like I don't know. Maybe, I have no shame. I'm, I've always do you do you compare let's say singing and playing or just playing with like let's say if you have to like give a speech would you say it's on the same level or you know would you what? do one or the other? I'd rather. I'd rather play in front of people because like I've had to give speeches. I've like, even at work, I have to do like safety talks and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm talking to a bunch of guys and it's, you know, they guy, they know me at work. They don't take me seriously, but it's, I mean, I feel like I can, like I've learned to control the crowd mm. and, um, like I've done like, um, I've done amateur nights, like, um, at what's, what's that place? The, uh, the one on Yuck Yucks. Oh yeah, and, and they and they dug it. They're like, yeah, they're like you're funny, and it's like, I was just there talking, shit, right? Like, oh wait, like stand up. Yeah, I've, I've oh, done, that's I've amazing. I've like an dude. amateur night. I've actually also done. My parents, my my mom's gonna hate me because she's probably gonna see this. <laughs> I did. I'm just laying it all out tonight. Uh, a couple of years ago, maybe I was probably 21, 22. I do you know where uh, Remington's is? Yeah, on, yeah. on Young Street. Yeah. So it's a it's a male strip bar. And Monday night, I don't know if they still do it, but Monday night they do amateur night. So they'll give you a hundred dollars to like go out and just get naked and, and make an ass of yourself. And it's, and it was it, honestly, no me, me and my friend did it and it was the best thing we ever did. It like, was, like butt naked? I, I went, he didn't get naked. I got naked. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. and there's these like, like there's, it's, it, it wasn't weird getting naked for the girls. It was weird getting naked for the guys. Cause people are, then people are like. <laughs> People are kind of looking at you like, yeah. Like, but how long are you supposed to be naked for? Like, what do you what do you do? They give you they give you like. I'm three, not inquiring. I, I'm inquiring for the information, not for myself. They give you like three. <laughs> they give you like three songs, and <laughs> three songs to perform. They're they're like yeah, and 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 apparently th- my I have I al- I actually have a friend who owns. It's a nightclub bar, but it's 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 also um, it's um. It's a strip bar. It's yeah. like a, it's like a Chippendales Magic Mike kind of thing, and he tells me all the time. He's like, dude. He's like, come dance at my bar, because my barber had told them, hey man, like this guy's done like amateur night before, and he's like, yeah man, like chicks dig guys with dad bods, and you have a dad bod, <laughs> and I'm like, listen man, like we went to, like, like I did it one time. I don't want to. I don't want to make like a, a professional. Oh he's like, my god. He's like, but you can make four hundred dollars like in a night. He's like. And and then there were, and then like my girlfriend at the time was like, she's like, like do you want to do it? I'm like kinda. I'm like the I'm like just for the money. And then but you know what it was? You know what it was, for me it was like, it's and and maybe this is gonna sound kind of like whatever. It's like I make enough money at my job like during the week. It's like do I really need to go like put myself through that? Like yeah, I love money. I love having extra money for like stupid stuff, right? But I was like no. You like you know when you want to do something. You know when you're like yeah I. You know, you get you have a calling to... for it. No, yeah. <laughs> you don't. You didn't feel the calling, I guess. I know you've mentioned to me like you recently. You're coming out of a relationship. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I guess I, I always like to relate because we were talking about at the beginning about like how we deal with our depressions, our sadness, 
sometimes we go into our, our passions, our hobbies, right? You dive, uh, you, you dive. You dive in, right? So like, I'm not going to say I came out of a breakup, but like I was dealing through with something and I used podcasting. It's something that I didn't, like, I'm not saying I'm doing it because I had nothing to do. I'm saying it, I've always been passionate about it. But since I needed to like divert that energy and passion, I chose what I've been waiting to do, which is podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. So I imagine, did you do that with instruments? And what was the cause of that? I'll tell you one thing. Uh, yeah, it was always the um, it was always the thing I went to. It's 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 always there. It's always yeah. there. Good whether my life is good, whether my whether there's bad stuff going on. Um. Uh, there was a point in my depression where I couldn't touch a guitar just because it's yeah. my brain wasn't working. My brain couldn't do it. But like as a younger guy, you know, I, I used to take break. You know, when, when I was like er, younger, like teenage years, twenties, I took breakups really hard. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of dive into debauchery, you know, maybe I drink a little more, maybe I, you know, smoke a little bit of grass or other stuff. But, um, yeah, music music was the thing I kind of, I would, you have more time. You have more time for your hobbies. You're going to dive into them, right? And, um, and yeah, it, it helped me deal. Especially, and and, th- and this time being 31, you know, it's like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm older now. I like, you know, I, I don't hang out after work. I like sleep on the couch or yeah. I, or I hang out with my friend, my, like my neighbor. And I don't, um, you know, I don't. I'm I'm kind of keeping my nose cleaner because I'm an older guy. Yeah, you know I got responsibilities, and um, so yeah, I had a lot of time to really dive back into the music, and it was very like I said, it was cathartic. It helped me help me deal with what was going on. How how has it been coming out of this last relationship that you were telling me about? It was you know what it was it was different because you know you're with somebody for so long. They're a big part of your life. It was a good honestly, it was a good breakup and. She's probably watching, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And you know, if she may, maybe she'll 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 give me hell about it later. But she gave me six good years. I got nothing against her. Yeah, I hope she finds what she's looking for. You know, I respect that I, man. That's good. I'm I'm doing. I'm kind of just you know. I'm not looking to dive back into anything, but you know, my heart's open. My, yeah, I have nothing. Nothing. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. You know, like, th- and th- and that's one thing too. Like. Like I have younger guys that I work. I know I'm going off topic. I have younger oh. guys that I work with. Nineteen year old kid. He's like, you know, I, he goes, I think I'm depressed because my my whole company knows that I that I like. I'm kind of like the mental health guy for our like safety group. So just to clarify, like, uh, you you struggle with this now? Yeah, or? exactly. Well, a couple of years now. I've 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 done, and I think it was the it was I had my own company for a couple of years. Yeah, and that it was a lot of stuff. And I worked with my dad. My dad's like. It was very demanding. It was a lot of things. A lot of, you know, yeah. like maybe a lot of teenage angst I never dealt with, like bad relationships that like, you know, the t- you know, when, when I focus on, so when I'm, when something's in my life, I, I go into it and, and I'm an overthinker too. I'm, I've, I've always been an overthinker, but you know, now that I'm medicated, it's kind of like things, things flow better and, and you get older too. You get more relaxed. Yeah. And, um, and you know, like. I think clearer now, but I think clearer now, I think because of my meds, but this guy, this guy that I work with, like back to what I was saying, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm kind of dealing with some depression. You know, I got some shit going on in my life. And he's like, I know, you know, I know you deal. And I, he's like, what's your advice? And I said, listen, you can either do therapy or get medicated or do both or learn. There's some guys who are like not into meds and they're like, yeah, I got to learn how to deal. And that's fine. And that's yeah. fine. Um, 
And there's a lot of guys who jump into debauchery. They drink or do drugs, and that's I don't condone that, but it sort of helps, takes the edge off, but it's not a good. It's it, not a long term solution. I you guess sh- you should never be left to. We should never be left to our vices. They, they, there's an old saying, "I'll leave you to your vices," but sometimes we shouldn't because it can kill us. Yeah. But and I told him, I said, "Listen, man, you're 20, 19." I'm like, everything seems fucked. Because I remember being 20 and not knowing what I wanted to do and working for my dad and going to college and doing like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? I was very, I was always before one thing that my anxiety caused was uh, existentialism. I was always a very existential person. Yeah. Like, why am I here? Like, what's my purpose? And I told this guy, listen, man, when you turn 30, it all clicks. It all. And my friend's husband, who I've become really good friends with over the years, told me the same thing. He's like, dude, when you turn 30, it just all falls into place. And, I, and I'm noticing that now because I had to kind of have a career change a couple of years ago. I went from like residential construction to building buildings. Yeah. And I was terrified when I started. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm starting over. I don't know anything. But then, you know, I had a lot of guys there that I knew already from like other, from like, you know, the construction industry is kind of like everybody knows everybody like, oh, you work for this company. Now you work for this company. The guy that I was working with, it was like, it was almost like, um, it was almost like fate. The guy, because in high rise construction, it's a partner system. So there's the more seasoned guy and there's the new guys. They put me with a guy that worked for my dad for like 10 years, right? So he kind of like, he literally showed me the ropes. He mentored me, which it's good. It's good to have like that, that support and you, you kind of get the ball rolling quicker, right? Yo, that point that you said is the one that I've been circling around for a while. And it's what you just said, getting a mentor. That's bro. I, when I was growing up, I think nobody emphasized that enough, you know, uh, like there was nobody, not only was there nobody to like offer help. But, like, I didn't even know that I should seek, like, not even just help, but someone that, like, maybe went through what I went through, maybe was a little older than me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I think getting a mentor is key to a lot of things, whether it's not even just in, like, in, like, mental health, but even in starting a business or something, you know, you definitely need a mentor to help you. And um, it's so interesting because, especially with this pandemic going on, I imagine a lot of people are feeling um, lost in the dark, you know? So this is why I kind of wanted to talk about this. Uh, this, this podcast is about balancing chaos. So I think you're amazing guy to talk about this because I, I guess I want to ask you, how did you balance yours? You know, your your depression, your, your, your issues. I'm not saying you didn't have to like overcome them fully because, you know, but how would you advise people to deal with it? How did you, what's your example in your life? Of how to deal with with the chaos, the yeah, the chaos in your life. Like you said, you were in a dark place, right, for a while. Oh, I was in a, like like when I say like you think like um you know like you don't know that you're there until you're there. If that makes sense. So I, you know, like I um I had some traumatic things happen. I've, I had. There was a year, like, I think it was my, 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 I was 27, you know, like, my company was falling apart. I couldn't, like, I wasn't making enough money. You know, I had some other traumatic things happen. Um, I was a couple of years with, you know, the girl I was dating, and she was kind of like, she was starting to get tired of my shit a little bit. Like, you know, like, uh, she had to kind of smooth out the rough edges, because 
I, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. It was, it was so much. And, you know, it, it just kind of overwhelmed me. It was, you know, I closed down my company. I had this traumatic thing happen to me, you know, um, family issues, deaths. I had a couple of deaths working with my dad for many years too. My dad was really hard on me, kind of like bad temper, whatever. Yeah. That kind of like added to it. And I think it was, it was always inside of me, but there was, there's triggering things. There's triggering factors. And then one day I just went catatonic at work. I was just like, you go, the guy I was working for was like, yeah, something's wrong with you. You need to like get help because you're not yourself. He's like, you haven't been yourself for a long time. And I, you know, I took, and I, you know, I went to the doctor and he's like, yeah, he's like, you have like full on clinical depression. Like it was so bad. Like, you know, as gross as this sounds, like it was affecting me. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. It affected, it affected your whole life. Every right? aspect of my life for the fact that like, like, I'd go, I'd sit down to, I, cause I took a, I took a few months off work because yeah. uh, I knew it takes about when you, when you take, um, an antipsychotic or when you take a, a serotonin inhibitor, like what I'm, I'm taking something really gradual. I'm taking like 20 milligrams, really like they prescribe this to, to like toddlers and uh, old people. It's just, it's the most, yeah. it's like the most low grade antidepressant. It, it cures everything. It cures like OCD personality disorders. Um, even the simplest things like going to sit down to watch Netflix and I'd look at, I'd like stare blankly at the TV or like my, and when, and when I had my first panic attack or whatever, my first episode, my parents were in Portugal. So I was like in the house by myself and you know, three in the morning I'm vacuuming because, because my medication, you go through these highs and lows and then yeah. finally, finally the medication kind of settles you and you know, I remember vacuuming the house at three in the morning and just like, like, uh, trying to write. And, and my therapist was like, write down your thoughts. And I'm, and I was just like, what? I'm writing down like how I'm feeling. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucked up. Like I'm, I'm, I literally thought I was losing my mind. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm going to end up in a, in a loony bit. Yeah. And it was, it was like, it was the skit. And I, and you know, I'd cry. I'd, you get, you know, I was alone in my house. I had my girlfriend there. I had my, yeah. I had people checking in on me, which was good. Like that's. If if you ever know, it's you, it, people like like you have to check in on these people because they might blow their brains out. Yeah, it's true. And you get to a point like when you get really bad. I've been there. Like I never, obviously, I never acted on it. But you get to a point where you you have like static in your head. You're you you feel so shitty. like you you feel like like nothing can help you. Yeah. It's, I can go on about it all night. No, but so I guess like, um, what would be your advice to someone that would, is in that exact situation that you're saying, that you're describing? Because for me, I've never been in a situation where like, I've thought of killing myself, you know, mm -hmm. but I have been in a dark place where yeah. it's what you said, it's static, maybe a version of it where like, um, kind of get a little personal, but like, I, I've always mentioned to my close friends that like, I'd be like driving like crying and sometimes i just like would want it to go away just like the the thoughts in my head yeah. right so I, I the the closest thing i've ever had is to like i wanted to just ram into a pole but not to like i didn't think like my mentality wasn't to like go like kill myself it's, it, it was it was just, just like maybe i could be in a coma to make it stop to make it stop I know, right i, I and know I, exactly I, what you're honest, talking about honest to god i didn't mean like to like kill myself i didn't like cuz i uh, but then again that's such a dumb thought because mm -hmm. 
I could have, you know. But thank God I never went through with it. It was just like a thought. Like, yeah. and this is a thing. That's what's so scary. It's like a glimpse, like a second of a thought. And it's so scary that you even had that in the first place, you know? It, it's, 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 something, it's something to do with your mind. Someone, a guy that I worked for explained it to me. Because, you know, when I, was, when I was building houses, when you stand on the edge of, like, heights, for apparently there's a little void. There's always, you always have an inclination to jump. It's just like, the, it's some sort of cerebral thing. Like, or like you, it's, so, someone told that to me a long time ago. Yeah. But it's like, obviously, like, you're, if you're of sound mind, you're not going to jump. 100%. Because yeah. people who are crazy aren't aware that they're crazy if you like Bro, I, i've been watching a lot of crime uh crime uh murder mysteries mm -hmm. and it's always not everybody but there is people that like they tell them like a voice tells them or god tells them or like uh the devil tells them you know it's like a voice right i'm pretty sure there's other people that just murder people yeah but there are people that genuinely have that and you know and schizophrenia schizophrenia yeah, Schizo yeah. schizophrenics i've seen schizophrenics because i because i had to spend some time at cam h when uh when I first like went through my whatever I was going through and you see and like if you admit yourself you're not getting out like my dad my dad had like a I don't know if it was a minor stroke my dad kind of had like uh he fell into a depression because my dad also had like a million dollar company right and in like big contracts he kind of went when I was a teenager I remember this and I think my mom took him to Cam H and they want and like they wanted to admit him because they saw like how catatonic he was. Well, what is sorry to interrupt? What is Cam H? Just for uh, oh, for Cam H is like um, it's like a community, not not really a community center. It's sort of like um, for people dealing with mental. It's like a rehab center, okay. rehabilitation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a center. It's like you know you go you go you can go to like there's like a, this thing called the back on track program. If you get caught like with it, if you get a DUI, it's yeah. There's, uh, there's a there's a lot there's a lot to it. It's, it's, okay. You know what? It's, it's a very helpful organization. What 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 I've what I've learned in my life, because you know I, I have selfish tendencies. I, I can be a little bit self absorbed. Yeah. You don't give a fuck till it happens to you. You don't until bad shit happens to you. You're like whatever. You you can you can have empathy. You can see it happen to people. You can have empathy, but you don't give you don't give a yeah. till it happens to you, and and um. And I, and I think that's just the, our our nature because I don't I don't think by nature we're we're good we're we're animals right we're looking out for I, I don't I don't think humans are are good by nature yeah yeah it's what you said about that little voice like that everybody has it like it, it's not not even just suicidal thoughts it's even like to do something bad yeah. you know like to to not cheat on your girlfriend to cheat on your girlfriend to to not have that extra burger when you're trying to diet to have yeah. it you know like it's always that tendency right so like. I know you wanted to dive into, um, and I want to dive into it too, like kind of provide some solutions. Like obviously we're not clinical psychologists nor experts, but I mean, I think we both have that experience. We've, we've overcome this obstacle in our lives, right? So you don't need to be uh, an expert to have overcome, right? And from my personal experience of what I told you, uh, I obviously found refuge in my faith, right? I yeah. would go in my mm -hmm. room hours and I would just like pray, you know, in my, that was my refuge, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's something that's so hard to talk about because like remembering that it was such a hard time, but like for me, it worked. I'm not saying that's what it is for everybody. For me that like, I'm talking about hours, like uh, just in my room where to, to, like to this day, I had to uh, change rooms. 
because like sometimes being in that room reminded me of yeah. that time yeah and i try to smile when i remember that because i'm out of that yeah so it is like a bittersweet memory because you left your like blood sweat and tears in there but you overcame it so there's like a an over uh that you overcame it feeling but there's also that like like sadness where it sucked that you went through that right yeah. but it's like it's like but you're like i'm glad i went through but it because it yeah made, and and they say experience is the best teacher there's there's no you got to do something you got to fuck something up a hundred times to to get to be like yeah now yeah now i'm now now i got it and uh like you were saying how you couldn't go in the same room i have that problem with my uh like i have like a little studio where I mm-hmm. hang out, it's like I got like a TV and all my guitars and stuff down there. My and then there's like my house is really weird, weirdly built. It's like it's like a bungalow backsplit, so it has like four or five. Like my parents' bedroom is like a den, really, really, really weirdly built house. <laughs> but but like the main the main living room where like my my parents hang out, that's where I did all like my crying and and like that's that's where I had all like the the. Um, the ups and downs and and uh just like being like i remember like getting up when i was like struggling when i was having like when i took time off work you know you get i get out of bed at like six in the morning because i couldn't sleep i wasn't sleeping and actually before like before i got on the uh, antidepressants i was taking ambien ambien is a i was having trouble sleeping for a few months where like every night i had to, i don't know for anyone who doesn't know ambien is like what elvis was on like it's a sleeping pill, but it'll make you do crazy shit. Like, you'll get up in the middle of the night, you'll make a phone call, you'll, like, do some crazy shit. Wow. Like, uh, like uh, apparently I called so- I called somebody at, like, 4 in the morning, and they're, like, and I was making, apparently I was making perfect sense. But, yeah, this stuff, like, what I was taking, and it was, it was terrible. It was so bad for you because you get reliant on it. And yeah. I was, I was, um, um, Wow, I'm like I would take them and and you feel like you 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 drank a bottle of whiskey like you're so hungover and you're so irritable the next day like you want to kill somebody you're like you're like you you slept obviously yeah. but you're but you're like overly groggy and what you were saying about praying to God I'm okay I'm not going to go and say that I'm like I believe in God. I believe there's there's got to be some sort of higher I yeah. can't I can't say hey God's real you know he looks like this. Yeah. I believe that there's something out there. We're not there's we're the, the the universe is too beautiful and perfect for there not to be some sort of creator. Like you, you ever watch the Matrix? There's the, there's, yeah, yeah. there's the architect. Yeah, yeah. Like there's an architect, the architect yeah. of the Matrix. And I remember being so f-ed up like when I was like just low like because I was I was like manic depressed. I was I was it was almost the the medication was make was it's kind of centering you, right? You'll have high highs, low lows. Like one minute I'm crying, a few hours later I'm like laughing, then yeah. I'm just in a death-like sleep. And I remember like, you know, one night being like, like, God, please, like, help me, make it end. Like, I know I'm not a real, like having a full-on conversation with God, like, please, make it end. Like, I, I, I this is the worst feeling ever. Like, because it was like, it's like your, your chest is going to explode. You feel like you're going to, you feel like you're going to pass out or die. Yeah, like, yeah. For anyone that has like really high anxiety, it's like the war, it's, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. And and then, like, nothing helps. No one can help you. Nothing helps. Like, you, yeah. you, your brain is literally, like, uh, your brain has given up on you. You're not, even your, not even your brain can help you. Yeah. That's why, for me, like, 
I found refuge in that. It's because what you're saying, like, <clears throat> uh, it's so crazy because a couple of weeks ago, uh, a month ago, I went through, I don't know, I got like a, a pain in my stomach or like, and I, I, I couldn't even stand, like I couldn't even stand straight. And it, it was for like three hours that I had it or like an evening. And it's so crazy because <clears throat> like, oh, I, I'm out here like, you know, I think I, I'm so cool. Like I work out, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a young guy, supposedly. And this little pain, like I can't even stand and when I went up to my room that night, I was like, us humans are so like nothing. You know, there has to be some kind of higher power. There has to be something stronger than you, right? And I'm not here to like preach or anything, right? But I'm saying like, that's why when I was going through what I was going through, I'm like, it's impossible for anybody to do this alone. Yeah. You know, like this is why either you have to go get help, you know, get go to your like family, your friends or multiple family members, multiple friends or in your faith or whatever it is. Because that's the point I'm trying to make, right? You can't. No human being can do can do it alone. You need you need something to to run to. You need you gotta have something. There's someone or something. And that little pain that I had, it was like a stomach pain, it brought me almost to my knees. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm supposed to be this young spry guy, and I can't do nothing. You know, so that's what I'm trying to get to. Like that, there's problems that you can't overcome alone. You know, and like uh, uh, there's a quote that I I. Um, you know who Jordan Peterson is? I always quote him. and the guy from UFC. Yeah, like I love him, but he always quotes Frederick Nietzsche, right? Yeah. And it's the, like, he who has any why uh, to live can bear almost any how. Like, so whenever you have a why, you can bear a how, right? And that's what I would recommend because, like, to finish off the podcast, to finish off this episode, I want us to kind of, like, give some advice, some, like, wisdom to our audience, right? Because I don't want to leave them the way we were, right? Like, yeah. you know, I guess we all have to go through our pains and struggles and uh, their own, our own desert. Mm -hmm. But over, ultimately, there are solutions. There is a future, right? Like, me and, you, me and you are sitting here, we're laughing, we're talking. Um, but there was a time where me and you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, and, that and the fact that we're here, our story could have been different, you know? <laughs> if I had done what I wanted to do for that moment, if you had ever, like, gone darker, we wouldn't be sitting here. It would be a different story, right? So to leave it off, like what I would say is that always try to find a responsibility. You know, if you don't have a job, find a job. If yeah. you buy a little puppy, uh, try to like lose some weight or, or try dating, you yeah. know, like uh, Jordan Pierce always talks about that. Like get some responsibility. Like if you don't have a job or a girlfriend or nothing, work towards that goal, you know, something. And like save up for a car, uh, yeah. you know, like a new outfit. Like, always like when you have a purpose and i've always said this man like even in my worst suffering where i would be like flat on the ground crying i'm like i would always say it to myself that that and i would always pray to god i'm like if there's a reason to this i will suffer this for another 100 years but if there's no reason to this then like there's no point you know because the wise what gives you the strength to go on Right. When, when you're in the moment, it's the worst thing in the world. It's the worst thing in the world, but yeah. once, But once it passes, you're like, okay, it was, it, you're like, was it really that bad? Um, there's Webster, uh, uh, someone told me this a long time ago. I don't remember who it was. What, the, the definition of insanity in, 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 um, in, in the Webster's Dictionary is uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. You can't, you, and they say, you can't heal in the environment that, that broke you. You have to move. You have to, because if you're not moving, if and, and and it took me a while because I'm kind of a lazy guy. It took it took me a while to grasp this. 
you got to just keep going you got to but good or bad you got to just keep the keep the machine going keep the because sooner or later you're going to get a break and things work themselves some and most time things do kind of just work themselves out in, in what i've in my experience right sometimes it's about timing right just sweating it out yeah but there's you can do stuff in the meantime right like i'm not trying to leave people helpless either yeah, like yeah, yeah. there are there are things that you can do in the meantime which is why i'm saying like pursuing goals right recognizing that like something that changed my life man is that i always tried to be the best man i could be that's always been my passion right to yeah. to be a good son to be a good student to be a good brother to be right but the moment i came to terms is with that that i'm flawed that i will fail is when i had some peace and that's so ironic right like the moment I came to terms with that I'm actually not that good of a guy is when I found some peace. It's yeah. It's weird. You just you just got you, it's it's like you I'm hearing an echo like I'm <laughs> it's cuz we are f- we're 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 you know we're we're f- we don't we don't go just by instinct like the animals. The animal the animals kind of just go on instinct and and they don't think yeah. they're doing anything wrong. We are flawed, and and I'm a flawed person. I have I I have crazy thoughts. I I do. I've done shitty things, but but it's like you got the it. It's not the good things about yourself that 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 are that you should kind of focus on. It's it's the bad things about yourself. I think that make you who you are. That make you that like the the negative energy in me is what helps me write my heavy music or you know like it's like i read this amazing line that's kind of what, what you're saying that says that you should compete with yourself and not other people yeah and it's kind of what you're saying where like when you kind of give up like okay let's say today i made a horrible decision you know i i stole or i like insulted my parents you know when they were just held, like something bad tomorrow when you wake up you got to compare yourself with who you were yesterday yeah. and beat that person. Like anybody else who, who cares, you know, you got to be better than who you were yesterday. Like you, you yourself. Right. And that, that for me is the thing. Cause I don't just because I write, and that's the thing too, I recognize and I'm at peace with knowing that I'm not that good of a person, but that makes me want to strive to be better by doing that. Like, so if I make a mistake today, be like, I don't want to make that same mistake tomorrow. Cause the biggest, like, downfall of all is when you fall and you just stay there yeah you don't get back up that's when like you your your horrific acts or your your bad mentality is unjustified you know because if you know it's bad and you stay there like on purpose yeah it's really hard to justify you at that point you it's, know? it's like yeah it's like you're doing it to yourself yeah like you're you're but if you try to get it back up and fall like how can you blame someone if they're trying right you get uh what do they say what's the what's the saying uh, you miss fifty percent of the shots you don't take, and uh, what's the, what's the other one? Uh, Isn't a hundred percent of the shots you don't? No, yeah, you, you miss hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's another one which is um, uh, like not trying is a failure. Like if you if you try and fail, you tried, and you're it, you're a step ahead a little bit. Yeah, at it's least. like oh, <laughs> it's like okay, I kind of. But if you don't try, and it's like yeah, I could have been a I could have been a basketball player. But, I, you know, I didn't really do it. It's like, well, you didn't try. You'll never know. Now, now you're going to have to spend your life wondering. Existentialism is like the worst thing in the world. Um, you can't think. It's what wh- you uh, wherever. There's, there's another old saying, too. Wherever you go, there you are or something. But it's you can't because you you can 
I had I struggled with that for a long time, like laying awake at night, like why the hell am I here? This, I have to have a greater purpose. And the the girl I was dating was like, that's that's a very um, that's a very like righteous way to speak. Like not everybody, and she told me she's like not everybody's meant for greatness. And it's and it's a sad thing. I mean, you, you got to make your own destiny. You got to if yeah. you really want to be great, go be great. But it's like, what's great? Great greatness to some people might be getting up in the morning and being like, yeah, I got up, I'm alive. And so for other people, it might be like, yeah, I, I own a multi million dollar company. Yeah, it's, it means it's different things to different certain people. Certain thing, yeah, like mo- like money. Uh, at the end of the day, money's just a, it's it's a it makes the world go round, but it's just a thing. But it's it's something we need, and and your own personal success is what's got to drive you. You you no, you got to be okay with yourself, and it's, you can't worry about what someone else thinks. You have to be okay with who you are. And I, I guess what what I want to say to everybody is that for me personally, is the greatest success, the greatest heroic act, would be to fight, not even necessarily winning, is at least trying. Yeah, Cause that's the thing, man. Like. Even if you don't win that fight, but you tried, that's, that's for me, that's heroic, you know? And it, it pertains back to this conversation that we're having, right? Um, unfortunately, many don't win that fight, you know? But um, if they tried, maybe they didn't get the necessary help, um, but it, it leaves the ones behind to learn and people like us talking about this to try to be there for people. Because right? we've, we've lost a lot of people the last couple of Anthony Bourdain. We lost Chris Cornell. We lost um, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. And they were actually good friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of these, you get to that point where you're so, fu- like, it's sad. People killed themselves, right? Like, I also have a family friend who killed himself. And, you know, like, he, he had a business and he left behind... A lot of, a lot of, kind of, he kind of left a mess for people to clean. It's, it's not, it's not a pretty thing. It's not, it's. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It leaves, uh, uh, like a, a legacy, but not, in a, not in a good way. Cause behind, you got to right? deal with it. Like for anyone that deals with mental health, you got to let the emotions, you got to let the, you got to let, you got to let it kind of let it flow. You got to. Like a river. Yeah. yeah. Like I, like my doctor told me, he's like, you're on this medication. It's going to make you go up and down. He's like, just, just cry. Cry, cry, break, do whatever you want to do. You're alone in your house, fuck. Yeah. Um, that's good, but uh, for anybody interested, we're going to leave uh, a number. I know you said you have it too, but mm-hmm. we're going to leave a number. Like, we're always here as well. Uh, Rich, well, what's your Instagram handle or whatever uh, you want to promote? It's Maybe. it's Rich Rules, uh, but Rules is spelt with a Z. And one, one more thing. One more thing. I, I I forgot. I was I was I had this in my brain already yeah. to say it during the thing. And this and this goes for anything. This goes for mental health, whatever. If you're just you, even if you're just struggling, having a bad day, uh, the uh, what my therapist told me was, and 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 like it's 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 you know those things that you hear and it just sticks with you, is that um, Pain is inevitable. We're all going to feel pain, but suffering is a choice. You got to you got to get the help, or someone's got to help you. And that's like I think that's like the best advice you can that's give somebody amazing. with with issues, like or with dealing with anything. That's amazing, man. That's such a really that's a good uh, way to put it too, because it's kind of we talked about it last episode with uh, the victim mentality, right? There's no excuse for that victim mentality, even though people have a they may have a reason, good reason for it, but it's what you said, like the pain. 
uh, you can't really help it. You don't choose, right? Like if you get hit by a car, like you don't, you didn't choose that. It's gonna happen to you. But you, you can choose the the suffering and, and the amount, right? The volume of it too, like how much you want to let in. So no, thank you, man. I appreciate you having on, being open oh, with us. It was, it was, you know what? It, like, like I was saying earlier, it was cathartic. It was, it's. I like getting the stuff out. I like getting the. It's a, a you know, the, the, it it makes me feel fulfilled. You know, like. Which is another good point. You said let it out. Like that's what people need as well, right? To like let out all this, all these feelings, all these thoughts. Not everybody does that, but it, it'd be good to even write it in a journal, mm -hmm. uh, record it, record yourself. I would definitely recommend all that. But like like I said, you guys can always message us at Out of Chaos Podcast on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Um, Rich Rules on Instagram <laughs> with a Z. So again, thank you everybody for joining us on this amazing episode. Remember that chaos is unavoidable, but we try to do what we can to avoid and learn how to balance the chaos in our lives. See you guys later.